Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us to hear the dulcet tones of the Hooniverse podcast. This is episode 17, and I'm your host, Jeff Glucker. Joining me on the podcast, Palace of Love podcast, Pow... Oh, I was supposed to say couch, but I have oh. so many P's, the alliteration oh. fucked me up. Whatever. I'm going to have nice things. No, no, I'm going to retry. Joining me on the podcast Palace of Love podcast couch is my co host, Blake Zoo Animal Wrong. Blake Word, how are you doing this evening? I'm, I'm doing lovely. <laughs> That's scrumter lesson. I'm always happy when you're happy. Uh, but let's get very on. Cromulent. That was a very cromulent intro. You know it. Yeah. Let's get on with you're this really podcast, shall we? This, you really I am big in the spirit in all of us. Yes. Uh, up first, we're going to start the same way we always do. Well, almost always. I think there was two when we did it. One, when yeah. you ran out of electricity. And two, when you took the microphones to uh, AutoWeek. Yes. Talking about new car stuff, though. That's what we're going to do. Right, Eventually, though, about... we'll start talking about older cars because older cars rule. Yeah. So new cars, first up on the list. Well, sorry, let me back up one second. Before we get to new cars, Blake, you brought something special tonight. I brought quite a quality German product. Brought a tear to my eye. Not yes. German. No, not the car. Oh, the beer. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's okay. like German. This shit's built brewed in Carlsbad. The Germans do have good beer too. Just yeah, saying. they do. Okay, I we can I, get to that later. I went to Stone Brewery, and I Fantastic brought place. Old Guardian in American and French oak barrels. And it is wonderful. Now, American and French oak. Did you get any insight into the beer at all while you were down there? Oh, no. I just, you just said bottle it. I just asked him to fill up a growler. Hey, Chatterhead, give me a growler. Hey, hey. Look at this fucking guy. Um, so what do you think? I mean, it's I'll let wonderful. you. I usually take it away for the beer. You take it away Right, right. Me. Because Jeff is such a beer snob. He's actually right. going to let the neophyte talk about this. But it's great. It's creamy. I'll talk it's, over you. Don't it's worry. It's creamy, toffee, toffee flavored, kind of buttery. It's not like the hop monster that every stone beer is. Right. But it's great. It's very nuanced. I agree. It is a nice break from hops. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I know this is going to. I thought it was going to be hoppy. This goes against a lot of things. That just stands for? I, yeah, I, I'm kind of getting blown out on hops. I'm oh. kind of, I'm tr- slowly trying no, no, to no, no, fade no. to Belgians and. I know that feel, bro, because I went through this <laughs> huge you. phase of Hefenweizens, and now I just can't drink anything that tastes like bananas. That's I'm like so over. I'm trying so hard not to just, just use slurs and and just bad things. Hefeweizens that tasted like bananas. Well, that you miss that. I, you know, bananas and cloves, like, you know. <laughs> bananas oh, and cloves. Oh, come on. Okay. All right. So you just graduated college, what, last week? Yeah. Congratulations, Yeah, it was buddy. great. Way to go. Great. Got your diploma. I got a job and everything. <laughs> it was wonderful. Oh, wow. oh I just had this microbrew called Whole Garden. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> actually, Whole Garden, it's actually pronounced Who I know it's pronounced Who Garden. I'm just saying it like a college kid, okay? Like a college freshman. Let's- Every beer I've ever drank is on a shelf above my bed. You know this. <laughs> Uh, but, so, so new cars. <laughs> uh, actually, the beer is fantastic. Thank okay. you very much for b- bringing it. Um, but let's move on to something a little bit more Italian. Actually, very Italian. The Maserati Ghibli. Ghibli. Everybody's doing Maserati the, Giblets. The Maserati Giblets. Yes. Everybody's doing their first drives right now, or they just did their first drives in Italy. You and I angry. weren't invited, even though you're a famous motoring journalist. Even and though I, am, I went to CTV Racing number one School. Bluger. Oh, I didn't even want to get there yet. Know, That's I too know, early. But seriously, sorry. sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just have to know about this thing. But, but it's very angry looking. Have you heard talk to anybody who's driven it? Um, well, I mean, I talked to Michael Harley, who drove oh. it. And Randomly, that's who I talked to, too, oddly oh, enough. Then, so our, what we're going to say is probably going to be the he, same. He, he liked it, and he said there's a few things that are an issue with it, but it's very competitive in right. the segment, which is great. And I read his review, and he fawned over the fact that it's Maserati. Because, yeah. of course, it's Maserati. Well, and you're going to say passion. You know why he fawned over that. the fact that it's Maserati? I think uh, I got the impression he fawned over it because it's a Maserati at the price point that they're going to sell it at. Because that thing starts at like sixty grand. 
That's crazy. That's cheaper than a car I'm driving like, this if, week. If you go in and, and go, oh, I was thinking about getting, a, yeah, like an Audi S7, A7. I was thinking about getting a 5 Series, an, an M5, any of those cars. You'd be like, hold up. I can get a Maserati and blow the doors off everybody in my condo complex in terms of just – because people, a lot of those – a lot of these buyers are buying strictly for badge. I, I can go to Club Rehab and park car, park it in front. Oh, yeah. You'd own Vegas. All the, all the leopard Rehab skin Sunday. dresses. All the leopard skin mini skirts, man. Just telling you. But seriously, if you, that's a badge that has not been approachable for a lot of people unless it, you buy one that's one year old. Come on. What, what, do you, what do you think sounds better? Hey, baby. You want to check out my Maserati Ghibli or do you want to check out my BMW 528i Active Hybrid? <laughs> Well, when you said Ghibli, the way you said Ghibli, right. no, but Ghibli? you said my Maserati Ghibli, my Maserati Ghibli, my Maserati Ghibli, my BMW Active Drive. It's from Italy, and it makes let's go vroom vroom. X Drive with the M Sport package. Yeah, see, no, that doesn't work. No. So, but uh, neat things about the car, you can get it with all-wheel drive. Oh yeah. Yet it has a 100% rear torque bias. Right. That Does is it have a transaxle. Effing awesome. I have no idea. But I know that it can only deliver 35% God, of the power like to the front. It's like we're auto journalists and we don't know these things. Oh, I, I don't know anything about cars. I just pretend Listen, I Listen, a lot of people buy them in Greenwich and it snows in New, New England. So Right, exactly. Yeah, you need that. Uh, so I'm very excited for that, that to come here. I'll probably never get to drive one because Maserati. Hey, Maserati, if you listen to this, which I know you don't. Send us a car. Do they have a PR person? Who's yes, they PR do. Person? Jeff Hoden. Uh, oh. He answers Hello. emails and. Um, but no, it's got a warranty. It's got a. It's got a hell of a warranty. It's like a four year. Hold on. Why warranty. Blink is saying that though is because we've just been told to talk about. It's just in breaking news from Zach Clapman, our reporter on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, ladies and gentlemen, this is Action News Eight, and he's just giving us an update from the field. Um, Ferrari mate, and with a question mark. So Zach posed a question by way of writing a note to us: Will the Maserati have Ferrari, Ferrari of maintenance cost? That's a fantastic question. Well, if you just get one on lease and <laughs> you get it repoed after three years, a, then you're fine. You know what? Honestly. No, you know what? He's right. It, it it probably will. Still, to get into it at that price, it's like so new. This is the first time new car buyers are going to face something that used car buyers face problem wise. Right. You and I are like, wow, that uh, nine nine six Porsche. That's kind of affordable. Hey, I want a 996 Porsche. I told it, Zach about this on the way rel- here. Like, if you get one with forty fifty thousand miles, you can get one fifteen grand. Yeah, I mean, if you really, really, yeah, right. if you get one with 70,000 miles, then they right, drop to right. $20,000. So you're like, oh, man. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, if something breaks, you're like, wow, I have to get rid of my house, it's my clothes, my dog. It's mostly just parity. Yeah, it just ends up being the same cost as a new Porsche. So this could be the first time new car buyers experience our Used desire. car pricing. Right. Yeah, because they get the warranty, and you know, if they have at least, as most rich people will, that, oh, when they actually, get bored with it. It's funny you say that because this is, I believe, the first <clears throat> Maserati to offer a lease program. Oh. Which is also interesting. Right. And so you won't get rappers buying Quattro Porties and getting that shit repossessed. And Europe is getting a diesel. <laughs> of course they are. The one from the Grand Cherokee. Oh, boy. Um, but uh, moving on to the total. total so it's basically a Bizzarini because it's Italian style with an American nice, chin. Nice. Yeah. I like Or that. an ISO. ISO. It, yeah, right. It, it right. wishes. Um, anyway. I just drove – and I know we're supposed to talk about, about what we drive later, but I, I only wanted to touch on this. Uh, the Nissan Versa Note. Yeah. Does it come in brown? Can uh, you get a brown note? It does not oh, I've made God. this joke all week, ladies and gentlemen, and I will be around for <laughs> a long time. That's the first I heard that, and that's actually Yeah, tip wonderful. your waitress and try to veal. Um, Take my wife, please. As as many Hooniverse loyalists might know, I don't ha- I'm not a huge lover of all things Versa. No, no. There's a history there. Yes. Um, sorted. But, it, and it has to do with more than just the car, but I here's the thing that. with the Versa note. 
It's way better than the car it replaced. And I'm almost doing this strictly for one of our readers, Josh Howard, because what does it replace? Looking to, it, I'm saying the Versa hatch that it replaces. It's right. The outgoing car. It's okay. better than that car. Okay. The styling's better. It looks There's good. some Fiesta in there. You know, it looks like everything else in the segment, but right. improved. It's inoffensive. Nice uh, side scallops, good wheels, nice headlamps, all that fun stuff. The handling is actually pretty solid because the car only weighs 2,400 pounds. Nice. That's pretty light. Can you get a five speed? Uh, the base, base, base one is, is a manual. Okay. Everything else is a CBT. What does it start at? 12? 11? No, the hatch starts. At, oh, crap. The hatch starts at. Uh, it's the only one in America under fourteen thousand, not counting destination and handling. So it's like thirteen nine ninety with D and H. It's like fourteen something. Right. Um, okay. But uh, it's it's nearly it's it's horrifying to accelerate on an off ramp on the highway because it's like what a hundred horsepower. It's one hundred nine horsepower with uh-huh. a CVT, and it doesn't. So the CVT slowly screams up to five six thousand RPMs, and it right. doesn't make all of its horsepower until six thousand RPM. So you can almost never use it. Um, Wait, I mean, well, what if you put it in B or engine braking mode or whatever? Does it, it have, have a sport L. mode? It ha- uh, no. Can it hold? Uh, can it hold? Ninety percent sure. No. Or can it hold fake gears? I'm doing air quotes right now. Uh, I don't believe there were paddles or anything. Can like you that. hoon the shit out of it? You. It handles well enough once you get it up to speed, but not great enough. And then if you hit bumps, the suspension crash is fairly loud and aggressive. Okay. The interior. <laughs> there's some nice amenities for a car in that class. It's the only one by far. It has the full around view monitor because yeah, that infinity yeah, yeah. tech has trickled down, which, which is, is nice, but it's still a small car. I mean, do you really need that? Yeah. Um, and then it's got a decent nav. It's got the, the most expensive Versa Note you can get is about eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars. Right. And at that price point, which is like Honda Fit pricing, and that's a great car. The Fiesta is a great car. Yeah. Uh, the 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 Sonic RS is a is a decent car. The new Mazda three is a great car. Oh well, we're getting to we're that getting next. To that. Don't get ahead. Uh-huh. The um. Uh-huh. I wanted to like the Versa Note going into it because it looks cool, and we didn't hit the miles per gallon they said we'd hit. Um, of course. You never, well, how far you were you off? Did. You weren't like four to we did We did off, right? 32 in combined driving, so no. The combined is supposed to be like 35, so we weren't oh, far Oh, that's off. not bad. It's not right. like Ford where you, you, you try to hypermile the damn thing, and you're still right, like 10 right, miles per gallon right. off. Um, because I had two um, consecutive Ford hybrids. And, you know, you, you, you try to run the thing in, like, electric mode as much as you can, and you're still, like, you know, 12 miles per gallon off what they say you can do. Right. And it's absurd. And that's why they're getting sued, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's, <clears throat> it's, it's a decent effort, but the problem is that the segment has come become very aggressive. with their, right. Like, that, the fact that Chevy makes a good subcompact is right. nearly shocking. And right. the Fiesta drives far above its class. That car's right. awesome. And I like the uh, the Spark. I like the Spark. The, my link in Spark's that is cool. fantastic. And okay, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> there you go. No, that's about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> but moving on, you mentioned the Mazda three, I, and I finally saw the photo. Fo- I mean, everybody saw the photos today. That thing looks it looks fucking great. Awesome. I think it Mazda will finally the have the capital yeah. F. Fucking awesome. Yeah, I think I think. Um, Mazda will finally have its own proprietary, or actually, no, it's still a TomTom system, but it doesn't suck as much as the outgoing Mazda 3, because that thing had a nav screen the size of a tic Yeah, box. but if it gets, like, the Mazda 6, that thing's not spe- that thing's not exactly spectacular. It's got a knob in the middle. Yeah, but it doesn't so that's do luxury shit. That's right there. Um, the interior looks good. I hope they'll offer the touring one with a manual. The one thing I'm excited... The no, one thing gross. I'm excited about, <laughs> the one thing I'm excited about with the Mazda three, so it went Mazda six design language, Mazda three design language. Just translate that face into MX five, and it's going to be just 
Oh, they will. They will. It's gonna, that thing will look v- finally a Miata that looks Actually, aggressive. Actually, not even that because the Miata has always like had a different face than the rest of the Mazda. Yeah, segment. but if so, well, somewhat. <clears throat> they'll take like you know the current Mazda. The current Miata has the five point like hexagonal pentagonal shape in the front. I know my shapes, guys. I went to I went to kindergarten, and um, <clears throat> they got that shape there, and they managed to tone it down that it's far enough different from. Like the outgoing Mazda 3 and the Mazda 6, but it has its own identity, but it's got, like, you can recognize it as a Mazda. And not just because it's a Miata. So it's less happy now. That's the thing with Mazdas. Every generation of Mazda Miata, they always facelift it halfway through, and it always gets this stupid shit-eating grin halfway through the generation. Well, I don't think they can do that, though, with the new design language. I, I hope they don't. Which is great. Yeah. Long live Kodo. Uh, or is it Kodo, Kodo or Shinari? No, it's Kodo. Shinari was the... Um, no, I think no n- n- Nagari or Nagiri. Am I confusing some like Infinity design? Shinari was a concept. Shikar- Shinari was the Mazda Six concept. Oh, okay. Nagare was the design language they used for the concept. Nagari was also a concept. And then it translated to Kodo. And Nagari was the design language they used All I know for is the smiley and faces. And I stole that from Kang and Alex Kirsten. Um, Puny humans. <laughs> so uh, Mazda Three looks great. I think we can both. Uh, everybody listening can agree on that. And if you don't, you're wrong. Uh, right. Next up. New story, an electric car just went 205 miles per hour and set an FIA world electric car record. Uh, the car is called the Dyson B12 69-EV electric Le Mans prototype. Dyson, did it suck? I, I'm sure it eh, sucked eh, ass eh, in the eh. best way possible for an electric Sucks car. Sucks to the ground. Uh, only weighs 2,200 pounds. Nice. And the last record in 1974 was 175 miles. So, in, so since 1974, we've come 29 miles per hour. Wonderful. Wait, wait, but how fast was it? What was the top speed? 205. Okay. But the thing is, I was nice. reading something, and the car is 850 horsepower. I was reading something on Autoblog, though. Apparently, Ohio State built a car in Bonneville that breaks right. 300, but it doesn't count towards this record. Right, because this record, this is like, what, a um, racing-based chassis. It's like an LMP chassis or well, something? What do you think they ran at Bonneville? I don't know, some aero streamliner? Yeah, well, okay, all right, that's a good point. All that's, right, yeah. that's like saying right, you want to run cage. the blue flame at, like, Le Mans or something. Go for it. That would be awesome. Fuck it would yeah. do. It would hit 500 down to Mulsanne Street. Green and whatever he's driving next. That's... It would get 17 feet of air off those chicanes and then and crash and, and explode. And the, French, <laughs> and then the French would think we were trying to liberate them from the Germans I just again. want li- real-life racing to translate to F-Zero at some point while I'm still alive. F-Zero, Yes. That'd that was be great. the most Hover. great video game. Yes, so it's, true. it's funny though that with the loops they call this the world record EV car, but the Ohio State Buckeyes went 300. I understand it's different types of cars, but still. All right, but that car was like you know a narrow it's a streamliner. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next up on my list here, uh, got to talk about the Vanquish Volante and my one note. I wrote one bullet point: hot sex. Yes, that sounds about right. Good Although Lord. the interior looks like they skinned alive Papa Smurf. I don't care. It looks so awesome. It looks like you're sitting inside Papa Smurf's anus. <laughs> Good. Which is gross. Apparently, it's a smurfy place to be. Because oh, yeah. that car looks smurf really smurf that guy. And I would smurf all over it. Ugh. Uh, Not in public. <laughs> new, Not I in already Smurfland. loved the Vanquish. The Vanquish Volante is wildly... And I don't like convertibles. I right. don't like convertibles, but for some reason, What's the lines translate... I, I, just, I like a roof over You're a tall guy. You can, get, you can get eight feet of headroom I'm above always you. nervous that I'm going to do something stupid, flip the car, and then... Uh, it's, not that I'm driving hey, at 15 tenths on the street, but Listen, still. I've been to CTSV racing school, and I have not yet flipped a car. So, Well, I don't think you're capable of flipping That's a car true. anymore. I'm I mean, too, it's physically impossible. Yes, um, exactly. Speaking of performance cars, the, uh, some uh, baseline performance numbers have been released for the, um, the Stingray, which is essentially the bottom barrel Corvette. Right. 
and it's going to run zero to sixty in three point eight seconds for the entry level Corvette. Yeah, it's that's yes. friggin' awesome. I don't yeah. know what the last car did. You know, I remember reading this old Car and Driver article when they had to sneak a test of the Ferrari F fifty, and they were like, the F fifty. I'm going to say this in a British accent because every every breathless car review sounds better in a British accent. Okay, the F fifty smoked our instruments. That's the worst. That was a British accent. No, no, I'm not drunk enough for a British. You sounded more like a bro who was out of breath that they just ran out of vodka Red Bull. Bro, 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 Chet, Chet just got back from testing it, bro. F50, bro, Chet got back from Baja Sharkies and tested the F50, and it went zero to sixty in three point eight seconds, and it blew our instruments to bits. He's gonna crush so much tail. He's gonna crush so much pussy with that F50. High five, high five, crushing it, Chet, crushing, crushing that shit, dude, Trent. So anyway, the and F-50. then tomorrow we're gonna wake up side out volleyball all day. All right, I hate you. You're from Huntington <laughs> Beach. You know how the game works. <laughs> anyway, oh, I'm from Plato Ray, so that's even. Yeah, yeah. Come on. So and we're recording this in Redondo Beach. Oh, oh geez, it's too easy. <laughs> so, it's too easy. Too easy. Too easy. I ain't gonna. I ain't. I can't too live in a cage, man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Ferrari F50 went 0 to 60 in 3.8 seconds. That was breathtaking in 1996. And, and now, now we have a Corvette that can do the same. And it'll cost $60,000 or something like that. And it comes with a free Tommy Bahama shirt. And you can get your choice of two pairs. Actually, could this – I was talking to another journalist, Ron Doran, and oh, yeah. he asked if this Corvette could be the first Corvette to erase some of that – old man car stigma because it's still even the c6 is a little bit sorry chris have <laughs> a, there is a your whole group if you ever went to a meet-in it's you and then like you ruined the median age of that event right um, right this you, car you, though, you lowered it from 67 to 65 chris right. that's all right i hate other corvette drivers <laughs> for the most part i i do too um this car could buck that trend well, that's what – when I interviewed Kirk Bennion for an Auto Week story, the designer, and one of the themes that he wanted to do was to bring Gen Y into the fold. He wants to meet young chicks. Or he wants to meet young pussy. And, <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus. Sorry. You're man. really saying pussy a lot tonight. I'm getting paid. We're going to need a double explicit warning. Well, You're getting I? paid? What? Getting Are you paid a rapper now? Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right. Yo. No, keep it. Keep Yo, going. Man. Keep going. Anyway, no, he wants to <laughs> – one of the goals for the new Corvette was to lower the age, the median age of the buyer – and I know that sounds ludicrous and hilarious, but I, I think it might because, one, it has a not-shitty interior. Two, it looks like it's got angles and edges, and it looks kind of futuristic for a Corvette. Totally. It's got the It's got the long hood short deck and everything, but it's – It's always had that. I know. Exactly. You've know, you got to keep that in there, but you know what you do with it is great. So it looks better and newer and everything. So yeah. I um, can't wait. I mean, are you going to the drive event? Unfortunately, I definitely do not get invited. To no, I'm not going to the drive event. That type of stuff. No, but but we, Auto Week did have a Corvette Stingray in our new secret garage in Detroit. Really? Yeah, we have did a you new. Drive it or just photograph it? Well, we photographed it. We'll probably drive it later. But we had two in there. One was blue. One was white, and they were both parked next to I think Rory Carroll's Lada. How could they not give you a red one? They were parked one. next Rory to the Lada. Is a Lada. I mean, he probably does. Well, it was in the garage. Like we That's we awesome. have a new garage, and it's awesome. And it's like where we're going to work on cars, and we're going to paint a giant mural of John Z. DeLorean in the Led Zeppelin. Icarus pose <laughs> on the side. Sweet. He's going to be falling out of a Gullwing DeLorean. It's going to be great. The uh, the launch event for that is coming up. Uh, it's right before Pebble Beach. Nice. And they're holding it at uh, Mazda Raceway. So excellent. I mean, that's a great place to. You mean Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca? Well, at least I didn't say Laguna Seca. It's just by itself. Even though I just did. They might have. Ho- they should hold it at Laguna Seca Recreation Area. So you, they could like be <laughs> camping and be like three feet away from a racetrack and be like, we can say Laguna Seca all we want. Nice. Uh, now here's another inter- interesting story, changing gears 
rather abruptly. Uh, right. And you know more about this than me, so I'm going to let you talk about this. Tesla unveiled their battery swapping technology. Right. Blake, go ahead. Okay. Okay, it's going to be awesome. No, seriously, go ahead. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I was doing an uncomfortable pause. Uh-huh. It's, it's going to be awesome. Elon Musk is basically declaring war on gasoline cars. And his principle is that when you go to a supercharger station, you can either charge it at the supercharger for free for half an hour. But if – but, you know, ain't nobody got time for that. Well, how much, how, what is, <clears throat> how much charge does half an hour get you? Probably something to like 80% or something. That's, re- that's actually pretty sick. Right. Go in, have a coffee. Right, exactly. Right. You know, and then um, – but you can pay – he wants to charge the cost of a tank of gas, so like fifty bucks, for a, a recharge replaceable battery, which takes about ninety seconds. You drive on this little pod, and like you know, like some Valvoline oil changes have that, like where you drive on top, and like the machines just kind of change the oil for you, and you just drive right off. So really? Yeah, I've never ever heard of that. Yeah, it's like one hundred sixty bucks for an oil change, but you don't even have to get out of your car. Are you serious? It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I've this never is a, heard of this that. might be a New England thing because wow. I haven't seen any Valvolines out here. Oh, because I'm not that. from New England, right? Go oh no, of course not. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> but so you know, so you trip. all you have to do yeah. is pay fifty <clears throat> bucks and they swap the battery packs. Something like that. Well, it gets complicated because they're like, well, you have to have your you have to still keep your original battery pack, and if you want that back, they can like trailer it out to your house for a transport fee. So you have to keep your original battery pack, and With you have to car? get that returned. Yeah, something like that. Because that one has a warranty on it, oh. and you can probably return your battery pack that you just got back to a station. It's it's very complicated. That's crazy. And you, it, basically, it unscrews like fourteen bolts, and then drops the thing down, and then a new battery pack comes in and goes up, and then you know they've got like these things called nut runners. Yeah, that's a joke right there. Yeah. And they just torque torque all the bolts to spec. I can't wait a hundred years down the road when, like, country bumpkin gas stations like, you need your battery swapped? I'm going to let the robots do it. (laughs) It's going to be like that guy Sal from Futurana. Oop, whoops. You got one of them classic Teslas? Sweet. That thing's cherry. Uh, so that's I, that's cool. I didn't know about that. That's actually and really the form factor is going to be the same for every new Tesla that's going to come out. So the Model X is going to share the same battery design, and you know eventually they'll change the internals so you can get like a Gen One versus Gen Two battery pack or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going to be expensive to install one of those pod, you know, those pits. So they're going to be the gonna Apple. Be like, they're yeah. very much going to be the Apple of cars, where they'll be oh, very totally. successful with very expensive products. And they want to make it as easy as possible for people to actually adopt, you know, electric cars. Because right. you know how Apple kind of makes it, tries to make it easy, says Jeff on his new MacBook Pro. It's <laughs> very nice. Um, make, make it easy for people to use phones and like you know laptops, and they don't have to deal with technology like shit. Yeah, on PCs and stuff. Ding. <clears throat> Whatever. <laughs> Steve Jobs. All right. As an aside, did you see so the trailer look- for the Jobs movie? No. It looks awful. I'm sure it does. Yeah. Oh, it has fucking Ashton Kutcher in it, doesn't it? Yeah. He's not you the worst part. You just got punked. You've got cancer. Uh, all right. So let's, let's <laughs> And move. that's how we earn our explicit tag. <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on to stuff that we're actually driving. Actually, right. before we do that, I would like to take a break so we can refill on beers because this next section is going to get lengthy because I'm talking about my first trip to Europe. And I really need some beers to deal with this shit, So Jeff. in the meantime – while we go to break, we're going to give, give you a special treat that we forgot to give you on last week's podcast. We said we I drove out and made my Civic make a lot of noise, and podcast producer Chris forgot to put it in. It's not a treat. It really. happens, but we're going to put it in right now. I think. Go Civic, go! Go <laughs> Civic! 
right, we're back. I hope you enjoy the sounds of the Civic. Uh, if Chris forgot to put it in again, then I just sound like a jackass. This is Jeff Glucker with the sounds of the 70s. Sounds of the Civic, bringing you VTech, kicking over, loving it. Ba-ba! Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we're still talking about new cars because we've got to talk about what we've driven. Blake, you have something very, 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 very... Uh, very exciting in the driveway. I think it's very exciting, as you might be able to tell. Yeah. For once, Jeff Glucker doesn't have to upstage me with a Lamborghini. <laughs> Go forth and tell us Yes, I am driving an Audi S7. What does the S stand for? The S stands for super terrific. Nice. One word. One word. So how is it? It's super terrific. What? Uh, it's a turbocharged Twin turbo V8, um, 420 oh, oh. horsepower, ungodly amounts of torque. You can hit 90 in that thing in like three seconds because awesome. you just like – stomp on it and you don't realize you're doing 90 because that's how every big dumb powerful german sedan works one of my problems with audis though is they're a little too quiet is this a little this too is quiet? very quiet uh. this is very quiet and it's disappointing when you have it in dynamic mode and it needs throttles a, bit, or throttles a bit jumpy but the biggest problem like auto week drove this in detroit a while ago and this is actually our long-term car so i'm gonna have to drive this to detroit at some point or you know mark vaughn might we can do a road trip yeah. we, can do a, we can do a hooniverse road trip i need to get great. paid though um, they do underrate the power, and 420 is still a a shitload. I believe that's a German TUV specification is a shitload of power. <laughs> um, this is very quiet. It sounds good, but it's like you kind of want to crank up the volume. You just need to rip the mufflers and off because it's a turbo. You'd get away with just it. Just put in some cherry bombs. And then, um, it's, uh, the transmission is very clunky. Really? Yeah. If you... It's a seven-speed dual-clutch transmission, and downshifts are just... Is it a DSG? Unit, mm, or is yes. that different? Uh, is it well, like yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's called S-Tronic. It's okay. their S-Tronic version. It shifts really fast. It looks damn good, and it's though. very, yeah, it's very, it's a very smart transmission. Like it'll, it'll blip downshifts and everything, like kind of like the R8. But when you start, f- when you just accelerate off the line, it, you can either have a smooth start or like a really clunky start. Weird. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm a little jealous of you, especially because um, I just pulled up in a Subaru Forester 2.0T. Now. That's not to say anything negative about the Forester. I'm actually surprised by how much I like it. That's New England. Dude. And it's the fully loaded Forester because it's got that new turbo motor. Uh, nice. So it's like $36,000. But it's got leather. It's got a, a much better sound system than I've seen in Subaru nice. ever. It's a Harman Kardon unit. Uh, nav, uh, heated seats, uh, adaptive cruise control, really? rear view camera. Wow. Tons. Okay. It's got tons adaptive and Adaptive cruise of control stuff. is very impressive at that segment. It's got That's tons great. of stuff. Um the only thing that sucks are the brakes. There's, like, no brake feel. But that's it. It's got this huge panoramic sunroof that opens all the way. Um, it's it's a nice – I drove it from L.A. to Orange County, Orange County to San Diego and back. So I've been putting some okay. good miles yeah. on it. Nice. And now I want to um, – at some point before I give it back, I want to actually take it off-road a little bit and because okay. it's a Forester and you can still yeah. do that. The front end looks much much more aggressive than it used to look. Right. Uh, it's, now, just, it's just a great upgrade over the last car. Now, let's talk about adaptive cruise control systems because I'm genuinely okay. surprised that the Subaru has that. And the Audi has probably the best system on the market. They nailed uh, that shit. <clears throat> Mercedes-Benz, but go ahead. Okay, Mercedes because they pioneered that thing. Right. But Audi, Audi's system will actually break to zero and then you flick the paddle for the cruise control and it will resume from zero. And so you can Mercedes. basically – Right, but um, will the Subaru do that? Because I've driven some oh, adaptive cruise control no, systems no, 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 where they no. blink Most at Most of them, like, below, like, 30, they're like, they the blink brakes, at you, the brakes, they blink the on you, and they scare the shit out of you, and that's when you hit the truck. You want to blink on me, motherfucker? Uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's very few cars. It's always, like, higher-end cars that right. let you go all the way to zero. Infinity's and doesn't, and Dodge Charger SRT8 has a really good system. Hmm, adaptive cruise control system. It's Interesting. Great. Yeah. Uh, so Forrester, good. 
Right. Everything good, just not in love with the brakes. Fair enough. Um, and then, so I recently... Good headroom? Practical? A shitload of headroom. I bet. A shitload of headroom. Even with the sunroof. Tons, immense headroom. Great legroom up front. Good legroom in the back. It, it, right. There's tons of room in the Forester. Enough room for Cocker Spaniels or uh, Golden Retrievers or whatever. That's Subaru funny you bring that up. Do- uh, so you've got this is random. This is random too. But this right. is funny that you bring it up. Subaru has commercials where they love dogs. Yes. Another automaker who I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. Another journalist was telling me a story. I'm not going to name him because I don't want to get him in any trouble. He had a press car, and it was like a truck or something. And he had his his he, his dog travels with him a lot. He loves his dog when he goes on road trips. He brought his dog in the car, and it's a fucking truck. Right. And he had a couple pictures online of him like and the dog truck. in the truck. And the automaker flipped. Really? Like, do not ever put your dog in a truck again or in any of our cars. Was it in the bed or in the passenger compartment? It was, it was inside. In the, inside, right. But still, I mean, that's great. Like, if I, if I, ha- I feel like Subaru would be upset with me if I don't put my dogs in this car. Yeah. It has rubber floor mats and stuff. But, I mean, this was a pickup truck. Right. It's his, like, you know, very well behaved, whatever dog. And right, he didn't shit. I on heard anything. that story and that annoyed the crap out of me. If that automaker now was that the automaker? Or I already don't have people. a good relationship right. with that. It was the automaker. They, they oh, called wow. him or emailed him. I, I already don't have a good relationship with this one automaker um, for no reason at all. Um, but if they reached out to me and said that, I'd be like, cool. I never want to write about your products ever again. Don't talk to me, please. Even though they make some great cars, guys. The automaker was Borg Ward. <laughs> No more Hano Mags. Jeff for this. can Jeff can never get an Isabella ever again. Oh, I'll never get it. Well, no, it wasn't. It really, really wasn't me. I promise it know, wasn't know, me because I, I would okay. definitely right. talk all about it if someone said, that's "Don't put you, your dogs in my car." And I don't auto put products. my dogs like all over press cars. I definitely do not do that. Right. But if I have like a crossover, I drive these cars the way I would is if I owned them, so I can right. report on what it'd be like to live with them. And that means if I'm a dog owner, I'm taking my dogs with me. Though right. I did one one year use my dogs. In a Bentley for a Christmas card. That may have happened. That's funny. <laughs> that's like when I had a Bentley and I drove it to Sonic. That's pretty awesome. That's I hilarious. still have never eaten at a Sonic. There's um, one in Massachusetts in Peabody. I had no idea. Yeah. There's one right by my house in Huntington Beach. Uh, oh, what's that like? So I, the is great, but moving on to much more exciting cars because yes. we have a long list here. You um, have driven a lot of cars and you I've actually – I've been traveling a lot. Technically an Audi product. A couple Audi products. Yeah, well, or that parent yeah. company. Anyway, that's the analogy. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to bring that. I'm trying to segue to that. Um, no, but I'm, I'm going something British before that. Oh, I was just in Atlanta to oh. drive the Rapide S, courtesy of the blokes at Aston Martin. With that horrible new front end. Grip. I disagree. It's awful. I totally, totally, totally disagree. Oh, God, the last Rapide was gorgeous. This I think new the, one. Oh that, that no! Nope, nope. Disagree. Okay. Disagree. Uh, and. It drives – so I've never been on this, this track before. It was uh, Atlanta Motorsports Park. Okay. Have you been there? No. It's, it's small. I just have heard of it. Country clubish. Right. It's not a big loop, but it's crazy elevation change. Is it the one with the giant spider? No. Okay. That might be Barber. Spider? Yeah. There's – one of those tracks in the south has a giant sculpture of a spider at one oh, of the no, corners. No, definitely I think not it's Barber. This. this place is like ultra new. Um, the, okay. So the, the ground was great. And in the morning, it rained. So all the Aston guys were like, this is lovely. This is what the car was built in. It's fantastic. They, like, they were all happy. Are you but, Ringo Starr now? Uh, it's better than your British accent. That's uh, true. <laughs> right. So, crikey! That, <laughs> let's just fuck them all up. Are you South Steve African, Irwin? bro. Uh, South African. Uh, <laughs> fucking thrones. So the, the car weighs, so I think it's somewhere right around a billion pounds. I, mean, I don't know. Okay. 
but it, it definitely handles like a much smaller, much lighter car. It's got that great Aston V12. I mean, as soon as you put it, you can, and it had, now it has adaptive damping suspension Ooh. and you can, there's magnetic? a clear difference. I don't know if they're magnetic. That's a good question. Um, that's a very good question, actually. Okay. Um, but you can do um, normal. Our field reporter, Zach Clapp, and is on the case here. Standing by. I think I have the press release in my backpack. But it's normal, sport, and track. And you can okay. feel the car. Body roll is lessened as you climb the ladder. Um, and if you pop it into sport, you if you're driving down the road with your throttle normal, like not, no, not flat to the ground, but just in a normal position, and you push the sport button, the car accelerates because it engages a to- total different throttle map and you can actually feel it and you can't really do that in a lot of cars so that's really cool the baffles open up and when an aston when the bat when the baffles open up on an aston it's like just a whole new ball game for sound that thing sounds so good oh i bet and i did a couple laps in that i had some fun it actually took me uh two run two uh rounds of running that course to get it so i didn't really get it until the third round and i was pushing it harder and then i went for a couple rides with the pros and you know that's when you realize how fucking awful you are driving a car on a racetrack of course and they're just like talking talking about what they're doing and they're just hammering these corners coming in and i got video of it too coming breaking so late and just destroying it but we're doing it in an aston martin sedan now granted I did shoot the video from the back seat, which is the absolute worst place you could ever sit and repeat. Right. But thankfully, there was no one in the front passenger seat, so I had that thing as pinned. Or to the... maybe I was sitting in the front passenger seat, and I have I take up no leg room. You'd be like kicking the air with your little tootsies. Uh, that'd be uh, precious. <laughs> uh, so my the Aston... size, my size eight Vans that I just bought today. Size eight Vans. Wow, that yeah. is that's a you're a little guy. Yeah, um, I just bought size twelves on oh, my Versa oh, Note oh, drive at some surf shop. Shaquille over um, here. So, yeah. Um, so Atlanta was great. The car was great. And um, I'm, I'm, I, I always praise Aston's a lot. I'm a big fan of Aston Martin. It's hard not to be. But right. I did. I got back from Atlanta and then I turned around and hopped around on a plane and went to drive to Germany. Right. Universe, first trip to Europe, to Germany. We landed. We've made it, brothers and sisters. Uh, we were invited by Volkswagen of to the drive land. They've to, to Germany. Well, my name is Glucker, so I was hoping somebody would just invite me. Yeah, but you need the umlaut so you can be Glucker. I know, I know. Um, so we got to drive. Uh, we started in Berlin uh-huh. with the Volkswagen GTD. We were there the same day as Barack. Our hotel was a block away from his hotel. And so it was a madhouse getting to our hotel. Oh, oh, Air oh, Force Obama, One. right, right. Our Air president. Force, okay. Yeah, I call him Barack. Okay, it's you're, cool. you're, you're a good terms. No, you're, it's cool. You're on a first name basis with Joey, the president. Joe, Joe, B, and Barack. Yeah, Joe were B. In, in, uh, Air Force One and two were both on the tarmac when That's we landed. Cool. It was and then like two C-130s right behind them. Are you talking about C-130s or C-17s? I don't know. C-17s are jet engines. And they're smaller. C5 Galaxy. Oh, maybe C17. But they were probably yeah. just there because of an Air Force base anyway. Right. That's um, true. Wait, did you? Well, you landed in Berlin. Yeah. Not Rammstein. Okay. <laughs> just making sure. Um, so Berlin was cool. I've never, uh, but the next morning we wake up and we get on these GTDs and we have to drive them to Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg. And I've yeah. never driven on the Autobahn before. How fast did you go? So was these, this unlimited? Because there. Sections were unlimited. There aren't many unlimited sections Autobahn sections anymore. Sections were unlimited. Um, the manufacturer listed top speed of the Mark seven Volkswagen GTD yes. is 143 miles an hour. Right. And that's the European specification. We did 144. Wait, wait, wait. Suck wait, that what, engineers. What was listed? 143? Yes. Oh, 
Yeah, oh. in the states, it, if oh. it comes to the states and cough, cough, it's coming to the states. No, it's going to come. to the states. I mean, they didn't say it outright. They said we were, we were exam- It's coming here. They wouldn't have had us there if it wasn't coming. Um, and it's it's just it's fantastic. It's it's the GTI suspension setup, so that's wonderful. Right. It's got adaptive damping, which they said if it's coming over, it's coming with that. Really? Yes. It's going to be like a thirty six thousand dollar car then. I don't know. Maybe because of the diesel. Who knows? But, but it'll be worth it. It'll be worth every fucking penny of that. Because you'll, we'll come with you'll manual. definitely get the fuel economy that it says you can get. Because Volkswagen Motors always right. hit their fuel economy Will it come targets. with the manual? Yes. So you can get a manual GTD with the adaptive cruise. Uh, I'm sorry, adaptive dampers. Well, you can get adaptive right. cruise, too. <laughs> okay. It also okay. has lane assist. You could take your hands off the wheel, right. and for eight seconds, it would keep you in your lane. I've tried that in Acura RLX on the 10 in traffic, and it's terrifying. Oh, so. yeah. But, in a GTD, it was good. But... I mean, if that comes to America with the Volkswagen practicality and the style and the cool, cool styling, right? And you know the adaptive dampers and the fuel economy and the diesel and everything. That's going to be amazing. It's, a hit. it's, 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 it's going to um, be amazing. And I mean, it just shows that the new GTI should be excellent too. And this really isn't just auto journalism blowing no, it's smoke a fantastic at each other, car because you're getting be fuel awesome. economy and performance, right? And you're getting it in a practical small car. They should have done this two generations ago. Yeah, but I'm and glad the they're GT- doing it now. And we got passed by. I, it must have been the original GTD while we were in Wolfsburg. Really? So I have a, like photo or video of one passing me. I've never seen one that old. Like it looked like an old '84 Rabbit with the GTD badge on the back. It was you, cool. You you got you saw the badge. Yeah. Nice. We were in traffic in Wolfsburg. Oh, okay. What yeah, was the I coolest definitely thing? saw a GTD. Now, what was the coolest thing well, not... that passed you on the Autobahn? Uh, well, because I'm a wagon asshole. It was an E-class wagon. Oh, just an E-class no, wagon? No, I didn't, I didn't see any 911s. I didn't see... Someone said... Did they, they do got the flicking pa- the lights so, thing? Nope. But you know what I heard they do? They don't what? do that as much anymore. I heard they right. just put on their left blinker and say, hey, I want to pass you. That's more subtle. I like yeah, that. That's yeah. more subtle. Um, so... This we is gonna, this is gonna, about to devolve into a conversation about why Germany rules, but also right. – I mean I was overwhelmed because I've never been to Europe. Right. Uh, I was geeking out on stuff the minute we hit the airport. Also, randomly – You my, get to the airport and you look at the airport ran- itself and there's so much cool shit so, in right the away, airport. Right away. Yeah. Like, oh my god, Citroen C2. But like <laughs> like we landed in – my layover was in Amsterdam. Volkswagen Eurovans everywhere. Brand one new of, ones. One of the airport yeah. work vehicles oh, in Amsterdam yeah. was a Dodge Dually – Ram out on the tarmac. That's wonderful. That was actually kind of cool. That's wonderful. Um, but so, but so I land in in uh, in Berlin, get picked up, and we get picked up in a Nissan Multivan, which that thing's awesome. Nice. It's a really really nice van with the rear seats face each other, and uh, the guy's doing a hundred, and it was very comfortable. Did you get car sick looking out the back? No, because well, I didn't because my time to leave the event right. was. Um, I didn't ride facing backwards until I had to leave Germany, and my call time to leave the hotel was 4.20 in the morning. That sucks. Which did 420, suck 4.20, bro. That sucked. But, uh, so driving through Germany, was I'm, I'm just geeking out on ev- everything, like A-class Benzes. And, like, I, saw, I saw two Audi RS3s, which I didn't even know they made. RS. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I thought you meant the RS2, which no, would no, be no. even more amazing. Yeah, that would be pretty wicked. Right. But then, like, I saw an Opel Impera. Oh yeah, which yeah. like it's like a Volt with cooler facial features. Yeah, uh, it's got like the crying it's got, like, scars. It, it looks like a girl looks that's tougher. crying and her mascara is running. No, see, I think face. it looks like a tougher like. Uh, but you're more it looks right. like Gene Simmons. You're more right than me. And then like even like this like Opel Vivaro like cargo van looks cool to me. The the commercial trucks on the highway look cool because they look so mean and aggressive. 
Oh, the Mons. The, the Mon trucks, yeah, yeah, um, the UDs, the all flat that stuff. Fronts, yeah, it's great. But so we're, you know, uh, I was. Plus, I have like sixteen axles too. So. Right, I was riding with uh, Jared Gall from Car and Driver, who is a great He's co-driver. A good cool we guy. pull into this uh, our first driver change at this gas station on the Autobahn, and I'm like, I got to go in here. I got to look around. First of all, I just wanted an energy drink. Second of all, they sell porno in the gas station. Well, yeah, shit ton of porno. But <laughs> I, I was waiting in line to buy my energy drink, and I found this this wrapper. Um, it was not a, not like a, a verbal rapper. Was his name rapper. Young Jeezy? No, not like a verbal rapper. Um, <laughs> verbal it was, rapper. Um, it was in the a, whitest manner possible, it was by a, way. It was called a pizza snack. And it was in this plastic wrapper. And it was, you unwrap it, and it's basically like a soft breaded cookie with cold pizza sauce and sausage inside. So it's a Hot Pocket. And, yeah, it was like it's an basically un- a hot. It's pocket. an unheated hot pocket that was unbelievably delicious. Are you supposed to heat those? No, no. Okay. It's you open you open it and pop it in your mouth. It was so good. Ew. It was really really good. Um, what what energy drink did he buy? Did he just Express? Did he just buy a Red Bull? Uh, no, it wasn't a Red Bull, but it was they have some weird something. No, yeah, they had like they had like donkey piss or something. <laughs> like they had weird shit. But uh, like I think that was actually a brand. That no, was I actually, got yeah. something fairly normal. I don't. It wasn't my Rockstar preferred, but it was a. Okay. Uh, um, so then we get back you in the like car. Rockstar? I like the yellow Rockstar. Yeah, Tastes like weird. lemonade. It's really yeah. good. Um, get back in the car. We haul ass. We're having fun. <laughs> we stop for lunch. They give us like this fucking pork knuckle that was off the largest pig known to man. Pork knuckle is um, great. It was really good. But the car was the car was the GTD was fantastic. Super stable. Right. At between 120 and 130, 140 miles Which is an really, hour. you know, the speed you need that car to go at. Right, honestly. right. The thing that when you're scared doing, me, when you're though, doing every the now and then. the 15 to Vegas, come on. It's cruising the thing that I, So when it's a three-lane section of the Autobahn, it's nice. Every now and then there are two-lane unrestricted sections. Right. And when you come up on a commercial truck at that closing speed, you're like, oh, I'm going to lift. I'm going to lift. No, keep your foot in it. No, I'm going to lift. I'm going to lift. I'm right. Like, like, oh. And then we passed a cop at Which one is point. really like me driving the S7, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We, well, we passed a cop at one point. I'm like, oh, shit, I should slow down. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck this. And, and the cop just like, all right, good luck. Like, That's fantastic. Uh, that God, God speed, uh, young ah, Jew. Um, talk. <laughs> so <laughs> ah, you had to play that card. <laughs> so we get to Wolfsburg and uh, Wolfsburg. He has another one. She went to looks like a type ones. <laughs> so we get to Wolfsburg and Wolfsburg's a really neat city. Um, because I guess the population is about 120,000 people, and 50,000 of those people work for Volkswagen. And five of them still remember when it was called KDF Stadt. <laughs> well, the hotel that <laughs> we stayed at was in the center of this part called Car City or the Auto Stadt. Auto Stadt. Auto Stadt. They had different pavilions for the different brands, and the dumbest one by far was the Lamborghini one. It was the most overly dramatic, stupid fucking show of dumbness and the and it was outdated because they're like this is the new Murcielago with 670 horsepower and you're like cool maybe you should pop this, the yeah, this door is, in here and really wild the, the new Murcielago but it, it was like a light and cloud show oh, and course. it was like it was like you're at a horrible magician's act and you're just standing there and your ears are hurting you're like I am illusions the, Michael the Skoda pavilion which was calm and had a few die cast cars was way more entertaining right. well yeah, I'm sure I'm sure the Lamborghini one looked like you know go, Joe from Arrested Development just playing the final countdown or something I, I wish it played the final countdown it was um, it was it was not it was f- fucking terrible but the well, uh, you and I are going to a Lamborghini event tomorrow yeah but hopefully you should be there we'll talk about it in the next podcast yes. um, but at Autostadt, they have those two towers where you can take delivery where it's all like a 
robotic, here's your car at the top of the tower. Right, right, right. Bring it down to you. Which a is couple amazing. Phaetons parked in there. Nice. 160, 180,000 euros. New ones? Yes. They're doing a new Phaeton there, aren't they? They still make them. Apparently, people still buy them. That's amazing. Um, but they had one. a museum right next to it that uh, had a ton of cars. And I'll be writing about this on Hooniverse, the museum specifically, so you'll get to see all these photos. And it wasn't just like Volkswagen products. It was everything. They had old Bentleys and uh, Cadillacs. Yeah. They had a DeLorean. They had NSUs. They had the first Honda. They Ford had, Capris. Uh, there was a Ford. You saw the photos. There was I a Ford the Capri. There was a Bugatti Atlantic. There was um, yeah. a Mag, I think, if that's how you pronounce it. Um, but there was a bunch. There was an Auto Union original F1 car. There was uh, outside of the museum in a glass case. They had a 917 motor, prototype motor. Oh, that's cool. That was prototype. In, just to look at that motor was unbelievable. They had a Veyron pavilion with a chrome and copper Veyron and a Bugatti engine on the stand. And that, that was subtle. That was way more tasteful and more interesting than the Lambo one. What's that song? I woke up in a new Bugatti. I don't know. Is that a song? That's that's a song. That's a lyric. Uh, I hear the kids are really into that sort of thing. All the kids. Yeah, apparently I'm old, so I didn't hear that. But the reason we drove from Berlin to Wolfsburg was because we got to drive a second Volkswagen. Yes. And this was – I mean I've driven some – I've been fortunate to drive some pretty amazing cars. This car that I got to drive, the Volkswagen XL1, was amazing for totally different reasons. It's the future, and I I think it's fantastic. It was wild. I'm so glad they're building it. It, it, It's it's a total different type of – Exotic supercar. You know, Ferdinand Piesch was just like, you have to build this car right now or I'm going to sl- rip your throat out and slaughter the dogs. I think it's more Wintercorn that this car Was is. it Wintercorn? I think it's all yeah. Because he's the one who drove the uh, one, that like the prototype. Wintercorn was like, I've been learning a few things from Piesch and I'm going to rip your throat out, like he says, and slaughter the chickens. Oh no, dogs. Sorry, the dogs. Okay, got it. <laughs> That's better than your British accent. That's true, um, yes. So, XL1. It basically looks like we're driving a fleet of cars from iRobot 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was marginally the accent, but we're Come we're on, on this. It's iRobot. It's super futuristic, but we're just cruising these things through Wolfsburg. We got some highway time. Is it a, them. It's a carbon fiber body. It's the almost everything the on the car is carbon, is fiber. carbon fiber composite. Okay, cool. CFRP. Awesome. Right. The wheels are magnesium. The uh, wow. The the side okay. windows are poly Lexan and Polycarb. Was it quiet? No, no. not at all. There's no sound in it. The, no. How much does it weigh? 1,735 pounds. That's awesome. It's That's unbelievable. And it meets all the TUV standards. It's, and, it's, and, and it's the first production Euro car NCAP. where Europe approved side cameras instead of side mirrors. Oh, that's crazy. So you crazy. have two for aero. It, that's awesome. The, the coefficient of drag, 0.189. Which is like a world record, isn't it's it? Like a, well, the, you know what the Saturn EV1 was? What? 0.190. Wow. Yep. That's amazing. And that was had held the record for I guess a long, long, long since time. they built it. Yeah. Um, okay. So so they're selling this thing. They're, it's a limited production run. They're going to build two hundred and fifty. They're going to build two hundred fifty. Which pricing. is like the supercar they of did, yeah. Yeah. They did right. not. No. They didn't announce pricing. They didn't announce distribution. They said we're going to build two fifty of them. Right. For and there's sure. going to be eccentric billionaires everywhere who want one for yeah. no reason. If they but we were thinking if they sold them in L.A. they'd sell them like fucking hotcakes. You know yeah. celebs and well, you and know actually that's. I mean, I've seen the Honda Fit EV driving around, not right? just the one that got stranded in. How many Model S's actually, are there out there? The model, this guy in the XL1. Be like, when oh, I no. was at the Tesla event, there were two hundred Model S's that were lined up, like waiting to pull into the valet parking lot, and I was like, "Hey, at least you guys are zero emissions." That's crazy. I also saw in that line. I also saw a Mitsubishi three thousand GT Spider VR4. Did they? They made a Spider. They VR? made. 
and so they did America. Made seven of them. Yeah, and there's only two left running under their own power. That's actually that's amazing. Awesome. That you should have amazing. That guy. Yeah. Um, I also saw Ed Lowe of Motor Trend in an E63 wagon. Of course, which is great. I was told there wasn't one in the West Coast fleet, but you know. Well, it's Motor uh, Trend. They can well, actually, that was the last generation anyway. But yeah, it's Motor <laughs> Trend. They get it whatever they want. It was white, not brown. So sorry. That's, I don't, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> sorry. Um, the uh, so yes, the XL1. Mm. I took it all the way up to its top speed of 99 miles per hour, and uh, nice. It was. It has no power steering. Really, and it doesn't need it. Cool. Even around town, it's fine. Um, it ha- but it does have. A- it has AC. It has nav, and it has an audio system. Um, it has offset seating. It's three plus one, two plus no, one. No, no, one and one. It's one and one. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's 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 really are really. The, are the doors asymmetrical? No. Okay. They are not. I'm like ninety nine percent sure they're not. So what is it like? The, the, the offset's not that. To, the offset's not that much. The front passenger has to sit like what three inches back or something like that. Something like that. But you know why they do that? Why? Then they don't need a passenger airbag, and it saves weight. Seriously? Yep. That's legal. Yeah, the the, the passenger will come nowhere near needing an airbag. That's amazing. It's amazing. That is awesome. Everything you touch to the steering, the Why whole has steering wheel is carbon. Nobody that fun. before. I, That's great. Uh, I'm genuinely impressed because by this you car. can't this push. You can't push it like you can unless you build a wild car like this and that's exactly what right. this this is like no compromises it gets like it's either 260 or 280 miles per gallon it's a 2.6 is it really tank. 280 miles per gallon that's what they rated it it's at? 261 or 283 i forget the exact on the range is three regular gas miles diesel. Wait, it's diesel sorry it's a regular diesel it's and a two-cylinder diesel that once it kicks in it's not a hybrid like a, it sounds like a lawnmower started behind your head that's funny it's no mid-in? it's a hybrid is it? A, it's yeah, a diesel yeah. hybrid. Yeah, it's mostly on electric, oh. and then it kicks in when you need to get two hundred sixty miles per gallon. It's I, like a Volt, but it, it, they'd say like, yes, it definitely has. Americans can't even wrap their mind around such a figure. We cannot wrap. We cannot figure that. We cannot process that. It's like if you told us we had a car that goes a million miles an hour, we'd be like, oh, oh okay. You can see the smoke <laughs> coming out of their ears and right. everything. It's like two sixty miles per gallon. Oh, of course. I mean, you know, the European scale is different than Americans, but still, yeah. that's epic. So, so. Here's, that is e- as easier, significant as the Bugatti Veyron, easier, and they both come from the same company. More realistic miles, though, divide 310 miles by – uh, well, divide 310-mile range by right. 2.6 gallons of fuel. But if you stay on EV, that skews the range, mm-hmm. and that's how they push it up higher because you can get like 31 of pure EV or something like did that. Did you have an average miles per gallon reading out? What did you no, get? No, it was in, it was like it was like Scheitha, oh, guten, wunderbar. I, I oh, know. we're going to put the mileage of what you think it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I had no idea what it. Was. I was just too enamored because the seating position was almost F one line. I mean, it was the whole thing was amazing. It was it's a very important car for the future of cars. Was it was it quick like around town? Not like you know it like zips. lightning fast. No no no, it but... zips. It zips around town. And the, one thing that was 60? actually uh, I have no probably idea. like ten seconds or something. It's not going to be quick. But the, right. one thing that was really interesting about this car, it Volkswagen designed. It has a carbon fiber monocoque, right? And it's not like a hand built one. It's made. On a, um, it's an automated one. So if they can translate that technology and scale it up, right. who's not to say and that's what they're going to do? Three generations right. down the line, the Golf could have a carbon fiber monocoque, right. and all of a sudden that thing only weighs two thousand pounds, even or, though it would be the size of an F one fifty. Still, I mean, yeah. but if it only weighs two thousand pounds, it only weighs two thousand pounds. Well, so that's that the technology- beauty. Of, that's the beauty of Volkswagen because they're doing their MQB platform, which right. is like the scalable platform that they'll use for everything. Right, and you know. That's that's kind of an issue when it comes to Porsche because they own Porsche now. That's that's and that's uh, MQS though. Is that a sporting platform version of that? Yeah, that's and still, Audi's that's MQL. Still a, that's still a compromise though. 
Less than a compromise, but still, like, you know, to for a Porsche to share a platform in general. It's kind well, of no, no, some... no, no. MQS, though, gets their own stuff. Okay. But it's all, like, sporty Porsche shit. Right. And, and, but then MQL is all Audi so you're stuff. So you're saying that Porsche is developing their own MQS platform, but they're going to share it with Volkswagen. So I the other the way around. Guy, I forget the name of the guy at Audi. He created MQL, and then Volkswagen okay. did MQB. And that's for large cars. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then and it's like different like engine layouts or something. Right. But essentially, Volkswagen wants to use the MQB platform for like a billion cars around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Which but is going to be bring, amazing. That can bring us cooler stuff. Right. Like that's that true. could give us a shot at flexible the engines, more diesels. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That'd be so great. it's it's actually really really interesting stuff, and they did go into detail in a presentation where one journalist did fall asleep. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, fuck that. Guy. It was the end of the day, though. But still, you shouldn't fall Come asleep on. during that that's stuff. That's rude. Uh, so Germany was awesome. The GTD is awesome. The XL1's awesome. And and you had a good time. I love Germany. Yeah. And I've never been to Berlin. I've actually never been to Germany. Berlin's so. very very cool. I wish I could have spent more time there. I the bet. nightlife seems very cool. Oh, I bet. Um, I'm too old for that. But we have to move on. Move on. To talk just about got New York for a second. We have to move on from uh, old cars. We got to talk about old cars. What do you have? Uh, you chatted you with uh, a gent, right? Uh, a fellow named Bruce Meyer, who is is basically the guy you want to grow up to become. First of all, as in he is ludicrously rich. Like he owns most of Beverly Hills. Wow. And second of all, he has taste, which is rare for Shocking. someone that lives in Beverly Hills. He's got like, like every significant hot rod you can think of. He's got the Doan Spencer Roadster. He's got a 32 Ford Coupe with a GT40 engine he bought from Dan Gurney. It's a it's a Gurney Westlake engine. That's crazy. In a 32 Ford. He's got the SoCal Speedster Lake Belly Dragster, like the Lakester. Wow. He's got that, and he's got the um, Alex Zydenize, um I, I'm butchering his name, but you know, know that's that like a character oh, well, from Watchmen. I don't even know who that is. That's awesome on this. Yeah, all right. Anyway, this is the <laughs> this is the um. Like another legendary uh, SoCal speed shop uh, race car. Cool. And um, <coughs> he's got a um, the the Porsche 935 that Please won. Please don't cough into the microphones. Uh, 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 uh. He's got the uh, <laughs> ni- he's got the Porsche 935 that won the 1979 Le Mans. It's parked across from a Duesenberg Model J. He's got a Jaguar E Type lightweight. So he's like a more focused Jay Leno. Yeah, yeah. Leno buys is, everything. We only saw his. We only saw his Beverly Hills garage. He's got one at home oh, where shit. he's got like even more hot rods. And Mark Vaughn of Auto Week toured that garage a few years ago. This guy was one of the founding chairmen of the Peterson Automotive Museum. He has a permanent hot rod collection at the Peterson called the Bruce Meyer Collection. And he owns the uh, 1957 Ferrari um, Testarossa TRC because it's not a 250. It's actually a larger engine installed by a race car driver named John Von Newman, who was one of the first Ferrari dealers in um, in California, first Ferrari dealer- dealers in North America. And he was like, "Hey, listen, Enzo, this thing's not fast enough. Give me a bigger engine." So they bored out a two two point five liter GTO engine, two uh, three point liters, and everyone's driven that thing. It's won fifty races. It's never been wrecked. It's in perfect concourse condition. And Jesus. It was at the um, Italian design exhibit a few months ago in the, at the Peterson, and it's gorgeous. It's, it's worth, Tessa it's Rossa. Worth like what, like it's worth more than you. Bucks? Hey, buddy, what's the retail on that thing? <laughs> it's more than it's more. It's worth more than God, basically. He's got a whole wall of motorcycles too. It's great. He's got a he's got a Vincent Black Shadow. He's got a Norton. I hope Max. someday to have a wall of something. Yeah, a wall of like even if it's if it's like participant ribbons from like fiftieth <laughs> place in a five K. A wall of beer glass. A wall of beer from all the beer I drank in freshman year of college. But um, <laughs> he's got a he's got a beautiful garage, and it's in the middle of Beverly Hills. I'm not going to give the address, obviously, yeah, but no it's shit. like <laughs> obviously. But he's got a 
He's got basically it's on the second floor, so he's got he's got this huge elevator that's like he told me it was like you know how in New York they have like the um the outdoor parking which is like basically car elevators. Like you saw this in the Bourne movies. And like the top stack of one has to be super heavy duty to I wish get you like, could, I, heavy like cars oh up. I saw that movie. I want that. Yeah. Well he got a he had to get but a I want um, it now, Daddy. What daddy? <laughs> um he had to get the top stack of one of those New York parking garage elevators to fit like a four thousand pound Duesenberg to the second story. That's so he has one of awesome. those. He's got um you know, he's got like Le Mans winning sixty two Corvettes and shit like that. That's and, amazing. Um, yeah. He's got And he's a cool guy? He, He's the nicest guy ever. He is like, like it's you, easy, you it's think easy a rich be, guy would be a pretentious it's easy to be asshole. Stressful when you have everything you've ever wanted. Yeah, he's got a family and everything that really likes him. He's yeah, he doesn't a, have like shitty cool, cool drug kids. addict son. No, he doesn't. He um. Yeah, he bought that Tesla. He bought that Tesla Rossa. Sorry, Bruce. He bought that. Hey man, that was uncalled. He looks like Henry Winkler. Which nice. is kind of cool. He he bought the Tesserasa at Goodwood when it was seized by Interpol from a Dutch drug dealer. That's awesome. That's this, such a good story. This dude was a race car driver, but he wasn't so good at race car driving. So he ended up smuggling hash from Morocco. Not Bruce Meyer. Not Bruce Meyer. Right. Bruce Meyer is not a drug dealer. And I think the article I wrote for Auto Week kind of... You Alluded can, that you he's can not kind a drug of, dealer. <laughs> I mean, the the title kind of implies that oh, maybe it's Bruce Meyer that's a drug dealer. But then you read the article and it's like, no, obviously it's not. Title: Bruce Meyer deals Bruce, drugs. Bruce Meyer might do drugs. <laughs> that's a Jalopnik right. title. Sorry, Travis. First um, leave. No, he doesn't. But here's thanks. No, for he doesn't. But here's Steve McQueen's dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, no, he bought the car at Goodwill. Would basically sight not unseen. Goodwill. Not um, Goodwill. No, he no, he's not Macklemore. He bought the car sight unseen, and. Um, the people at Symbolic Motors were like, you want to sell that thing? I'll buy it. Down in San Diego? Yeah, down in San Diego. They were collectors too. They they under they were underbidders by $50,000, which is Gotta like – Which is like Suck pennies. It, which is pennies Suck you're talking about. Yeah. When you're talking about million, multi-million dollar cars, that's like, like nah, 50 nah, nah, bucks. No, 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 no. Step up your game. Yeah, yeah. Step that shit car, up, son. To play. That's right. Um, that's right. Scared money don't make money. Run, tell dad. Uh, okay. Right. Uh, Teflon Don. <laughs> So, basically, Bruce Meyer's awesome in his car collection rules. Yeah, and you want to be that guy when you grow up. Yes. Okay. He's the nicest guy ever. Um, And he bought us lunch. More (laughs) old car stuff, not as exciting as Bruce Meyer's car collection. uh, Read the article. The season finale of season one of American Detours went live. Yes. It was a fun run. Is this the part where you admit your undying love to your co-host? No, 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 no. Uh, I'll do that when we start season two because okay. we are doing a second season. Ooh. Um, and uh, I, I, we post on Universe that you get to vote and tell us where to go. And I keep telling everybody to vote for Miami to Key West so I can go somewhere fun. So That's please kind of do a boring that. drive. It's just all causeways. Yeah, but I want to go to M- Hemingway's house. And right. Do you want to shoot yourself in the face with a rifle in the, on a boat in nope. the middle of the ocean? No, okay, good. but I want to go to like, wanna keep drink driving? at his bar or Do you want to keep driving to Havana? Yes, yes, I That'd do. That'd be cool. Yes. You, I can, wanna... you can go there in like a Chevy pickup truck from the 50s that's just got like all these – like metal barrels welded on there, because yeah, they seized one of those. Oh my god, that'd be the crossing best top, over. That would be the best Top Gear the challenge ocean. ever. Yeah, how to get the how to get the Havana? Yeah, uh, that'd be that'd be amazing. Be um, uh, additionally, uh, an update for you on Project Classy Ben Sleeper Car. It's underway. We've got a video. Is that what you call it, Classy Ben Sleeper Car? No, no, I just wrote Classy Ben Sleeper Car. I mean the name, the name, the name. Is the wombat? The wombat. That's what the previous owners called right. it. And it, just, it was interesting, so it kind of stuck. But we'll see if that evolves. Um, but it's just you it, call it a warthog, like Halo. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe when the engines in, yeah. uh, it's underway. Cool. The problem is we're still hunting down our engine and fabrication guy. If anyone out there knows 
of someone or if you are someone in the Southern California area or a little further if we have to travel. I'm sure you can't find an engine and fabrication guy in Southern California. I know, but we're just having a little bit of an issue with that part. I, I have wheel people coming to me. I have exhaust people coming to me. I just don't have anybody to install an engine yet. What are these wheel people? Are they just like installing wheels? They like the idea of the project and, and they're, they're giving, giving me wheels. a di- – no, no, no. They're going to give me a massive what, discount. What wheels are you getting? I don't want to say yet until it's finalized. Okay. Um, but it's a, it's a great – It's a, it looks like an old school BBS. Oh. Like yeah, that. it's kind of cool. I like that. Um, I'm assuming basket weaves. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. Uh, it looks kind of wicked on it. That looks and, awesome. And then uh, the exhaust exactly works with Hemi engines, so it would also sound good. Okay. But we need an engine, so I don't want to. I've told, put those people on hold until the. Are main you able to done. source one from a junkyard? No, no, no. I, I'll be able to find an engine, no okay. problem on you just eBay. Need a guy to no do all problem. the hard just, work for exactly. you. Exactly. I okay. can't do it at all because you're a gigantic so pussy, Jeff, and you cannot actually put the engine in yourself. Yes. And, well, I don't word, have the tools, the space. I had to use the word pussy again. I had to fulfill a quota. Pussy, pussy, pussy. Yeah. Okay. Yes, pussy. Um, so <laughs> pussy if you know cat. someone or are someone listening to this podcast, please drop me a line at jeffandhooniverse.com because we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to film you talk. And I mean, this would be a whole big thing around Even if you, you don't know anything and you can fake it, that's really all that matters. That would actually be a hilarious story. But if right. you do that, we'll have problems because we're right. putting money into this car. Right. Um, Jeff will buy you beer, some sort of snooty, hoppy beer. I told you I'm trying. I will. Uh, it will be snooty and hoppy. You're right. He will buy um, you Miller Lite. But uh, that's about it so far this week. That's um, great. I, I think this was a pretty good run. This, this might be our longest fantastic. podcast ever. Yeah. And I think the producers are ready for us to go home. Yes. That's uh, true. So on that note, Blake, thank you so much for the beer. It's great. Enjoy beer. the S7. I will. Uh, and enjoy I, driving your dogs around in the Forester. Now, do you keep them in a car carrier, or when you drive them, or do you just let them in the, like ba- uh, in the back seat? Not in the front seat, never in my lap, but in the back. So they're just like hanging out in the back seat. Yeah, we have a, we have we do have a dog seat for one of them, but not for the bigger one. But he just tucks himself into the footwell behind the passenger seat anyway. Okay, and your dogs don't shatter anything. Uh, not really. No, not really. <laughs> not really. It's like you, nothing um, you can't vacuum up. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I will transport them in that, and then we will have plenty of good stuff to talk about for you guys next week. See you next week. This was episode 17. We will see you on 18 in a week. Adios. Later.